This is the Students of Tarot podcast, a podcast dedicated to the belief that anyone can learn to read tarot. students of tarot podcast in this episode we have a special guest jonathan from at tea from the tarot is joining us and sharing thoughts and perspectives on the wheel of fortune and i provide a reading using the circle spread that we've used in the past knowing that it's a perfect spread for this turn of the wheel so I'm recording this and this episode will be posted on November 1st. So we've just finished Halloween, Samhain, it was a full moon, it was a blue moon. So it was the energy of a lot of focus on the significance of cycles, a lot of focus on the significance of the change that happens within the spokes, if you will, of the cosmos. And as we move into these new times, this time of growth and change, we can look to tarot to help us really move through these experiences that Jonathan describes using, when he just, when describing the Wheel of Fortune, Jonathan uses the words terrifying and also relieving. And I think that that's an accurate depiction of how we can move forward. It can be a scary time and there can also be a sense of relief that we are able to move forward in new ways. We are able to connect with each other in ways that we haven't in the past and learn to grow as a community on a global level as well as on a really local level. So the Wheel of Fortune providing that way to look at the way that the dichotomy of change spins. This is a enlightening episode. Jonathan shares insights that are very in-depth and well thought out on the Wheel of Fortune. And as we move forward in this podcast, I look forward to bringing you more tarot teachers, users, learners who can share these things that they use tarot for and how those things can impact our experience as students of tarot and then for those who will go on to it providers of readings of tarot. Hi, my name is Jonathan, also known as T from the Tarot on Instagram. And today I'm going to be discussing the Wheel of Fortune. Now, the Wheel of Fortune also happens to be my birth card. I'm a life path number one. And because of that, Uh, I get three tarot cards, all of the cards that equal one, meaning I get the magician, I get uh, the wheel of fortune because 10 equals one, and then I get the sun, which is number 19, which equals 10, which equals one.
I realize that I may be dropping some new information on some tarot readers. So if you're curious about your life path number or your birth cards, you can easily just type in, you know, life path calculator or birth card calculator, and it'll tell you what your life path number is. And usually your birth card correlates with your life path. So back to the numerology of the card, I think it's actually a perfect number for this card, number 10, because the Wheel of Fortune represents like change. And a lot of times change comes at the beginning of a journey or the end of a journey. And part of the mystery of change, part of the reason people fear change so much is that the outcome could be either good or bad. And we see that sort of dichotomy within the suits of the tarot. Like when you think of a 10 of cups, it's like beautiful family celebration. Then you have a 10 of swords, which is sort of like this death of sorts. It's very ominous. And we see that same stark contrast between the wand suit, which is about taking on way more than you can handle to the point where it becomes a burden for you versus the pinnacle suit, which is about building the type of stability that can be passed down through family legacy. The thing about the Wheel of Fortune is that it really is a Wheel of Fortune between uh, all four of those things. And that's what makes it kind of terrifying, but also um, relieving, like especially just depending on the situation that you're in, you may need that change to come, you know, or you may be in a really great space in your life and maybe you need to be prepared for a sudden change that isn't uh, what you had in mind for what you want to accomplish. It's the Forrest Gump box of chocolates of the tarot. Be prepared for anything when this card comes up. I'm in a tarot study group on Facebook and someone brought up the topic of clarifiers. And they basically said that if you're pulling clarifiers, you're just looking for the answer that you want versus the answer that is before you. People were pretty divided on how they felt about it. Some people thought they were absolutely necessary and others thought that they weren't. However, I believe that the Wheel of Fortune is that one card that deserves a clarifier for sure. Now let's talk about the imagery of the classic Rider-Waite-Smith version and the symbolism behind it. In the four corners, there are four winged beings. One is an angel, which represents Aquarius. That's on the upper left. Then we have on the upper right, an eagle, which represents Scorpio. On the bottom left, there's a bull, which represents Taurus. And on the bottom right, there's a lion, which represents Leo. In astrology, all of these are fixed signs, which tend to be a little stubborn and resistant to change. However, the wings represent the type of movement that would carry them through that resistance. Because of some of the other symbolism in this card, some say that the books that they're carrying and reading represent the Torah. But generally speaking, a book would represent wisdom and knowledge and intellect. So when we apply that to change, it definitely takes that type of wisdom to know when to change, when to be resistant, and how to adapt to the changes that are beyond our control. All four of these beings are resting on their own individual cloud. And while the cloud is represented by the element air, which is again, thought and intellect, it could also mean a clouded perception or the unforeseen. Smack dab in the middle of the card, there's an orange wheel. And on that wheel, we see the letters T, A, 
R and O, which could say tarot, but then if you look at it backwards, T-O-R-A, then it says Torah. If you start at the bottom and read clockwise, you get R-O-T-A, which spells rota. That is Latin for wheel. The wheel is a metaphor for the cycles that flow in and out of our lives. And while cards like the chariot are about managing those cycles, the wheel of fortune encourages us to break those cycles. It encourages us to think about abusive behavior that may trickle down from above us, through us, onto someone else. I'm no doctor, but I do believe recognizing these patterns are essential to staying healthy mentally and emotionally and maintaining the mental and emotional health of the relationships that you have with those that are closest to you. I have a book called The Chicken Kabbalah, which has all of the Hebrew letters and their correspondence to the tree of life. And if I were to look at these letters and match them to the letters in the book, we would come up with one of the unpronounceable names of God, one of the many names of God that reside in the Hebrew Bible. Fittingly so, on the left side of the wheel is a snake pointing downward. The snake has a pretty bad reputation in lore and mythology as being sort of this like sinful tempter, this uh, demonic creature that lures us into the worst possible outcome. And I think that also feeds into our fear of change because that is what we fear when change comes about, uh, the worst possible outcome. But at the end of the day, when we look at a snake within the tarot, we understand that a snake sheds its skin and it's anew. It does not look back and try to try to move back into what it's already shed. It just moves forward. It's transformative. It's a rebirth. Sitting on top of the wheel is a sphinx, a symbol of guardian energy and androgynous power. It's the same type of wisdom that the winged beings in the four corners are seeking in the books that they're reading. And the Sphinx carries a sword, a symbol of clarity and decisiveness. To the right of the Sphinx, a deity called Anubis carries the Wheel of Fortune on his back. This image of Anubis vaguely reminds me of Mad Lib's alter ego, Quasimodo. Anubis is part of the Egyptian pantheon, and he's known as the god of the afterlife and taking care of the dead after they have fallen. That, again, is in alignment with the nature of the card, because who knows what happens after we die, right? It's definitely that same wheel of fortune energy. And since the nature of Anubis is to be a guide in the afterlife and protector of the dead, it's reassuring that we could look to our spiritual guides, mentors, and protectors as we navigate through uncertain odds. The fact that there are three entities circling the wheel is interesting because two is such a harmonious, balanced number. And three is just a little bit of a step outside of that, which could be celebratory or it could be disastrous. Astrologically, this card is ruled by Jupiter, which is the planet of luck, good fortune, and prosperity. Jupiter also rules the sign of Sagittarius. Sagittarius is associated with adventure and philosophy, lots of good stuff there. So if I were to read this card as a yes or no, I would read it as a yes, 
because there are so many positive aspects of it. But overall, it definitely takes a little bit of context to understand where this card is coming from. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and conclude my small lecture on the Wheel of Fortune. I hope that I could provide a little bit of insight into this card. I hope that you learned something. And if you would like to find me again, my name is Jonathan, also known as T from the Tarot on Instagram. I do readings. Uh, you can definitely shoot me an inbox if that's something you're interested in doing. And that's all, folks. and that is the circle spread. We're going to revisit the spread as it aligns with the Wheel of Fortune and that we can take on the shape of the wheel and moving forward. We will be using the Turnt Tarot, which is one of my very favorite tarot decks, and we'll be looking at how do we move forward into this new year. The first card that has popped out is the Three of Pentacles. So we're looking at the energy of collaboration and building something together, followed by the Seven of Swords, which came in a bit of reverse. So even though we're using the circle spread, we're still going to kind of look at that energy as releasing that which no longer, no longer serves us followed directly by the Queen of Wands and the Chariot. We are going to be taking action in the coming year that is going to move us forward swiftly and with purpose. We will be moving in a way that leaves behind old, <clears throat> that leaves behind old ways and allows us to accept the new things being offered as indicated by the Four of Cups. We move forward from those things that no longer serve us. Three of Cups reminds us that we may be stepping back. It also invites us to consider what it feels like to gather with intention, to gather in a way that is sacred and celebratory as we've moved through 2020. And gathering has been a focus in the absence of gathering. We've noticed where we... We're socializing in ways that maybe were distractions and we've been invited to be very intentional with our socialization and we've made decisions based on limited access to people. And in that space, the Three of Cups reminds us that those that we hold nearest and dearest are the ones that we can focus on in this time. Two cards to close out the spread. And we have the Six of Swords and the Knight of Pentacles. It's interesting because these cards have been coming up quite often, especially the Knight of Pentacles, this idea of being the warrior who is ready to charge forward, but also knows when to hold back. The Six of Swords speaks to travel. So there, it, travel and moving away from those things that have been harmful or dangerous. And so in the Six of Swords combined with the Knight of Pentacles, we are wanting to move forward in a way that is grounded and built in foundation. 
as the circle closes, the Knight of Pentacles meets the Three of Pentacles. So we are back to where we've started and that collaboration is grounded in that connection of stability and foundational support. Thank you so much for being here. May we all ease through this next spin of the Wheel of Time in a way that is loving and supportive and inclusive and a way that focuses on the truth that love wins always. Thank you so much for being here. Look forward to speaking with you next episode.